Hey, your team sucks. Are you about to leave? Oh, okay, cool. I was about to, I was hoping you not leave. Watch the camera. Hell yeah. Hold it to the camera. Put it in the camera right there. You're on live right now. You walked in the camera. Put it closer. Put it in the air. Oh, wait. Back it up just a little bit. Right there. Oh, that's perfect. Listen, right now. If you don't know where you at, welcome to Flip Back to God Talk Live. If you see the logo right there, first off, shout out to DJ AR right there. Follow DJ AR. AR. I'm trying to find some kind of way to work this nigga into this motherfucking show because he's talented as shit. But if you see what he's holding up right now, that is his new business venture. Lemon Tree? Lemonade? Lemon Tree Lemonade. Take the bottle, man. Put the bottle in the camera. That's my bottle, y'all. Oh, oh, don't. Oh, so let me drink that. We're going to give a live review? My brother here now, so I'm lit. That's my better half. Listen, God Talk episode 19 or 20. I'm not 100% sure, but if you go on YouTube right now, you can uh, easily subscribe, like, and comment all the other episodes and tell me what episode that I'm on. Um, but my name is Sean of God, Radio Sean, Sean August, the Haitian sensation, the R&B sensation, Real Nigga Blues in stores right now, Real Nigga Chronicles. What we gonna call it, Takeoff? R&B Chronicles. R&B Chronicles coming soon. If you don't know about R&B Chronicles, let me just give you a little disclaimer. That's where my niggas is talking they shit uninterrupted about their Real Nigga Blues experience. And we could say it's about women, we could say it's about money, we could say it's about family, whatever. But if you know you're a real nigga, you know you experience shit. And if you know you are a real nigga, please listen to the soundtrack of your life in your pocket right now. By your namesake, by my namesake, Shauna, Sean August, Sean of God, Real Nigga Blues. To my left, instrumentals down. Should I take the lemonade now? Let me introduce my guest. To my left, we have Robin Harris Jr., Rapper, songwriter. I heard you singing on the last album. So can I call you a singer too? I mean, I harmonize a little bit. I'm going to call you a singer, man. Round of applause for Robin Harris Jr. Studio audience. Please don't be lazy. My nigga with all the fatigues on. Please use the nigga got on three coats in the summertime. This is crazy. What's good? What's good, bro? Man, chilling. Blessed be here, bro. It's been a minute. I'm proud to see you, nigga. You've been working hard. You've been doing your thing for a long time. As I crack this lemonade, I'm going to be rude and disrespectful to you. Who the fuck is Robin Harris Jr.? Man, Robin Harris Jr., the son of, you know, the legend, comedian, uh, Robin Harris, creator of Bebe's Kid. But Robin Harris Jr. also is a, you know, Mid City, LA native. You know what I'm saying? Um, Laid back, chill, smooth. Introverted, extrovert, you feel me? That just love music. Um, hella creative. Guess you could say athletic too, you know, if you look at the background in a, in a sense. Okay. But um, Talk your shit. Yeah, man. You just have to let it be known one time. But uh, former D1 athlete, wide receiver, All-American. Um, but I love music too much, you feel me? So I, mm. I transitioned into that after college. The decision. Yeah. And it's been a blessing, bro. It's been a blessing. And... Uh, Hold on, let me flip my page, nigga. I got notes on you. Hold on. So, um, I don't want to skip over uh who actually let's let's just go into it because fuck. 
I let that slip. All right, I'm sorry. Um, let's just go into it right now because I should have asked uh, Young LA. Um, I didn't. I didn't celebrate, but uh, a few weeks ago, we acknowledged that my it was about 14 years that my mom had passed, and when I booked you to come to the show, one of the first things I was that came to my mind was like, bro, I got to pick his mind about being here, nigga, without the, I know how much I love my son. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how much I mean to my son, yeah. you know, and us growing up without that, me not even him being alive but not being around, you being a whole nother situation. Please just tell me where you were mentally compared to where you are now. Let's start there and then we'll go to the music in a second. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um yeah, it's it's deep, you feel me? Um growing up without your your pops period is already like difficult. Um you just gotta understand and find figure it out, you feel me, in life I would say. Um but when your father is Robin Harris or somebody that's everybody knows it's like you can't really escape the fact that his absence you know is present in a sense if that makes sense so i kind of just always be like damn i'll never know this dude but i always hear about him like what the hell and my name is robin like this is all internal things but the the thing that was dope was to be able to see like damn i'm hearing all these things about a person i never met that are more you know mainly positive great things yeah. in a sense. Um not just on the not just in the comedy world but just in life in itself. You feel me? How he treated people and you know did things like that. Um so that used to like it bothered me growing up. I think um that was part of the reason why my late I was always chilling and laid back because I grew up not even telling people my dad was probably yeah. and it was like if you find out you find out because I just I didn't really want all that attention. Some niggas had to find out, nigga. Y'all yeah. niggas twins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, when you know, when you in class and they taking role and Robin Harris. And what? And the teachers is looking at you like, like, maybe the kid Robin Harris. And everybody looking at you like, what? Like, we just watched that last night. Because like, they would know, they would know, the teachers would know your dad, yeah. not the students. The yeah. students would just know the movie, the work. Yeah, Got yeah. you. So, it was just like, it just became normal. But, um... It was just interesting. So when I, I mean, I kind of like enjoyed enjoyed it after a while because it was like, damn, like everybody, oh, yeah, nigga. that's dope. Yeah. yeah, that's my pop. Like it gave me more pride in the sense to even just be like, yeah, my pop's not here, but I, you know, he was a legend. You feel me? Let me just go with a stream of thought, bro. Fuck it. Um, and I'm I'm just gonna just trust the trust the process. Um, you're. What are you classmates, bro? Were able to enjoy a product of an artist that was no longer here. When we're gone, the things we leave will be tangible. They'll be here. People will be able to stream our album whenever we're gone. Does that go through your head at all? Do you, talk to me. Yeah, that's that's real. I just it the perspective that I have even with my art has changed since. I dropped the legacy continually I because remember. when I worked on that project, and I just briefly gotta say, my transition with that was I was Kid Rob. You feel me? Kid Rob was. I wanted you to know who Kid Rob was because I was tr- not trying to bring all that attention to your Robin name. Harris, yeah. You so people was, you know, learning who I was eventually, but they were like, "Yeah, Kid Rob is dope." You know what I'm saying? But 
I linked up with Ricky Harris, rest in peace. Who, you know, that's my uncle. And he was also, you know, one of the ones that ran under my pops in the comedy world. And, you know, he taught him the ropes of entertainment and comedy and work ethic and things like that. And Rick did the same for me. So me and him started, like, like just talking about my pops. How was he in the entertainment world? How did he handle adversity? How did he, like, when he was, like, pissed off, how did he respond? Like, this was the time in my Got life. Got some cold questions, yeah, nigga. this was the time in my life where I was, like, lost in a sense because... Growing up, I had my uncle, I got my, my older brother and my grandpa. Like, that's going to guide me in, in life, you feel me? But now I'm in this world with this name and, yo, daddy, this and that. It's a lot of attention. It's overwhelming. Yeah, so, nigga. And now I'm, I'm rapping. I ain't doing comedy, bro. Are you funny, though? I mean, I, you know, we going to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put that out there now. But I ain't on no stand-up shit yet. Cause I'm 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 really funny, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm really no, but look, that ain't my <laughs> shit. I'm funny in the whole another sense, you feel me? But nah, um, act like what I'm saying. Um, basically, Rick would just kind of talk to me and tell me a lot about my pops and that you know in the comedy world and things like that. And so I was kind of, in a way, connected with my dad in a different sense, if that makes sense. through Ricky, if that makes sense. So Ricky passes away. And that, like, messed my head up even more because... he's living. You got close to him. This is your direct connect. Yeah. Yeah. And it was even crazy how we linked up on some stuff because he came to a show I did on some random stuff. And I'm performing and I see Rick like, that's Unc in the the crowd? Like, what the hell? I go off the stage. He backstage like, look, we got to talk whoop-de-whoop and all that. And that's how we started linking. So that's I kind of felt that that was like my, you know, the energy and my pops in a sense of connecting um, on a spiritual realm. But, um, you know, Rick passes and then I kind of do my thing and I dedicated the legacy continues to Rick. To Rick. I remember. he was helping me in the sense. Now I got, I'm glad you broke yeah. that down. Okay. So it then makes it sense. was like, that's when I transitioned from Kid Rob to Robin Harris Jr. Because the last thing Rick was always on me was, nephew, tap in. Like, you got it. Tap into your whole creative side, like start really locking in with stuff and how you approach your shows, how you approach your visuals, how you approach, you know, just really locking in, being being that next evolution of who Kid Rob is. Now show the world who Robin Harris Jr. is. And, that's, and you changed, nigga. And that was my foundation, you know what I'm saying? And then I linked up with my bro, Jerry Smozy from Long Beach and hit him and uh, Beast Made by Fresh. I've been working with Fresh for a minute. But they crafted, the, you know, they produced the whole album of the Legacy Continues. So they taught me how to actually do an album. You feel me? How to go about creating an album and bringing in musicians and recording a record. And I'm like, yeah, this is hot. And like, nah, bro, come harder or switch it up. And it got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm really sitting with my records and I'm getting, you know, really immersed with my art in a sense. You know what I'm saying? So from there, I was like, okay drop these little mixtapes and things like that. Keep keep it buzzing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But now I'm transitioning into who Robin Harris Jr. is as the creator. Because it's not just and music. Man. Huh? And man, right? And man, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not just music, because I'm jumping in the film, like cartoons, all that stuff, you feel me? So it's, I'm just locked in right now, you know? So I look at it how you said, when I leave this earth, I want people to remember what Robin Harris Jr. did when he picked up the torch from what Robin Harris did and gave it to the world. You Legacy. Know and especially our our culture and our community. You feel me? 
Last thing, and we're going to move on. I think my mind be playing tricks on me, I swear. But when I found this out originally, I think I text you or DM'd you something. But um, I learned, well, I saw Martin Lawrence getting emotional. And correct me if I'm wrong. I may be completely wrong right now. I'm high as fuck. But (laughs) I remember seeing Martin get super emotional about how your dad was the first nigga to give him an opportunity. Am I wrong about that? Am I tripping right now? I believe, I believe it. Bro. I, I think it's right, right? Yeah, All right. So I just want to say there's the, I just want to say that, like I said last time, um, last episode, there's a lot of entrepreneurs. There's a lot of independent artists that we know, that we love, that come here on God Talk, that we support, that we call homies. Please support them. If you have any opportunity, any crazy ideas, I just told my nigga the name is Lemonade Pinky Up. I'm like, no, nigga, that shit is stupid. Everybody start laughing. You feel me? But be able to invest something into your homies. And homies have something to invest in. Don't be sleep because you never know who may be the next Martin Lawrence. You feel me? You never know who may be the next Bino. You never know who may be the next Nipsey, the next Casey. Sure. Invite people into your experience and let them manifest and blossom. Just make sure you you water their garden as well as yours. So let's flip it over. I got fucking notes, nigga. Here we go. Now, I've been living in L.A., Inglewood, for a very long time. And to this very day, I don't know how to pronounce your album title or the street. So, nigga, what the fuck is your new album name, nigga? I call it Gravilla. Gravilla? I still don't know how to. I just know it's the street right by the mall. You know how to pronounce it? Gravilla? How you pronounce it? Gravilla? Yes, Gra- Gravilla? It's two L's in the motherfucker. I'll say Gravilla. It just <laughs> sounds like salt Gravilla. I like Gravilla. I like yeah. that. The Gravilla Project, yeah, man. GGP. Um, Out now. What, when you drop that? Uh, I dropped it, what, two parts. So volume one. Yeah, this is volume two. On the 27th and then volume two this past Friday on the 2nd. Wait, 27th and then Friday. What is that, a week? Yeah, a week apart. All right, break it down, man. Talk yeah. to me. So the Gravelia Project, man. So basically, um, I named it all the, uh, the Gravelia Project because this is the first um, studio I had myself to where me and my team, we had got a studio and we locked in and just kind of how this setup is and just start creating and cooking. And, you know, it was just a level of growth as, you know, maturing as a person um, within your craft and all of that and in life. So... Basically, it was just an inspiration, inspirational project of all the people we met, you know, on Gravilla, all the other musicians in the studio. Is it on Gravilla? On Gravilla. Okay. Yeah. So that's how, you know, that's how, where it came from. And, um, you know, we had met some cats from Inglewood named the Moody Brothers, you know, who were gospel musicians and their studios is there as well. You know what I'm saying? And we connected and started doing shows together and started doing all these different, you know, gigs and stuff like that. And then you had different just artists from di- different genres of music. You know what I'm saying? It was just a music music studio. And um, we just all just created Locked In. I started doing more visuals, um, more directing. I learned to engineer and mix my own music. So I engineered and mixed uh, t- uh, TGP Volume 1. Son of a legend. Oh, nigga, yeah. you got comments pulling up. Okay. Yeah, my so- bad. <laughs> Go ahead. But um, but yeah, so you know, it was just inspiration behind that. Um, or that was inspiration behind the Gravilla project. And I was working on the project and um, you know, I feel like with life, 
you're going to have this thing where you go up and down. You feel me? And this was a time of my life, like, after Rick passed, I kind of, like, just was kind of depressed in a sense and was more so, like, man, trying to really figure it out because I really felt like I was getting it and then that just kind of messed my head up in a sense. So um, I was just self-reflecting and building and growing and things like that and going up and down, living and growing. And, you know, it got to a point where I had one volume one complete and... You know, something happened to where some music come up missing. And, um, you know, that was like a setback. So I had to basically re-record everything. Gotta have it. Make the story better, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, are you serious? Like, what the hell? So, you know, I was just like, man, I'm locking in even harder. But I just took like a month off of recording. Because it was just, I was just dealing with a lot of stuff. You feel me? And that was just something where I was like, bro, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, what's happening? But, you know just locked back in, you feel me? And so I, what happened to it? Did you ever find out? It came up missing. Somebody uh, ended up taking it, stealing it um, out of the studio. So don't know what happened or whatever. Um, don't really even care no more to be 1,000 because it's like I've grown from that. That was just, you know, an experience. And I, a, month, or a week after it happened, I'm just looking up interviews and, I see Drake say, yeah, man, my, my hard drives came up missing, or my black book mm. came up missing. And I was hearing all these different artists that was going through the same thing. And then I think um, there was an artist, a uh, musician, um, his hard drive came up missing. It's so I was like, that's, that's probably, that's, that's like a, you know, that's a Triple backups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was like, in that day, we just had that main one. But uh, long story short, I kind of looked at that as a sign, like, in a, in a weird way. So... I was like, man, that's that's weird. It's like more so what you gonna do now? You gonna just stop because of, you know music is gone or you gonna what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? I kinda said that to myself and I was just more so like, man, you know, we just gonna lock back in and keep getting better and things like that. So I got back to really self reflecting and and just growing. And um, you know, I just put all that in my in the Gravilla project one and two. Felt like I had more was able to just be more free, you know. And I, with my, with my art, with my you can hear, you can hear, I don't want to say it cause I, it sounds cheesy, but you can't, you can hear, I don't want to say you sound more free, but it's, can I say that? Would you get what I'm saying? If, if, would that hit? It. You would understand it, yeah. right? It sounds, I want, I was going to say loose pause, but I'm not, I yeah, can't, no, say can't say that. Yeah. yeah but it, that. you it definitely sounds like you have freedom before yeah. I get into my favorite tracks. Cause I listened to it earlier yesterday uh -huh. and then I listened to it this morning with the homie T.O. So what's your favorite track? Man. So, uh, volume one, uh, I'm going to pull this up. I'll say one of my, my favorite tracks is money. Um, see, I didn't listen to volume one. I only so listen to volume two. two. So we can go off of volume two first. Yeah. So hold on real quick. Let me see. It. I didn't. I thought it was a thing, but I didn't know it was a date. And I was gonna ask you about the series, but you said it's a week. Why? Why is it a week? Like, was I just did it like that because I was just like, I know I'm gonna drop two different projects, and I want to get them out. So get it back to back, yeah. and then to go back to what um, Young LA said, he said content, mm -hmm. and the shit is quality, so quality, consistent content, yeah. that's the three and C's. I wanted, yeah. And both of the projects is similar, but there's different vibes. So I wanted to give, the first volume was like more of the soulful stuff, get out to you know my audience that love my soulful sound. And then volume two is more of my kid Rob, like kind of flavor. Facts, I, wanted, I get it, I get it. You know it. what I'm saying? So yeah. I just kind of wanted to give two different sides. 
and um, just let the music live with the people and resonate and also be consistent with the content. Um, we're about to drop a, a YouTube docu-series, you know, <sighs> from the Gravillion project as well. It's killing me out here. So it's like we documented the whole process as Fuck. well. <laughs> but yeah, man. Are the Eagles losing? Of course they are. So what's your favorite track on there? And while you look for it, I'm going to tell you my favorite track. Off top was the Pretty Girls and Mimosas. Off top. Shout out my bro, Mike Dooley. That, a my dog, Errol J. Because a nigga be out, a nigga be ratchet. Yeah. And that song is definitely in the background. Yeah. That shit describes everything you go through and you want to go through in a night of just simple fun. Yeah, exactly. So let's go track for track. What's your what's the what's the next track you you, you compare your favorite to? Uh, I would say I like Austin Powers with uh, Richard Wright. Okay, uh, cause, okay, because that's just super like different. And me and Richard just locked in the studio. Shout out, to, shout out to the bro too. Was it man. live? It wasn't. Was it live instruments on there? Nah, nah, nah. That was uh, produced by my boy Joey Joey Billions from Philly. And but you um, did have live instruments on there on the, on the album, album, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Definitely. I thought that was one of the tracks that yeah. had live. In, okay, but now nah, Austin Powers, we just snapped on it. You, you know? snapped, nigga. Yeah, we both snapped. Snap. And he, he, you know, he got this like smooth sound with his raps, and I'm like, oh, bro, just killed the verse. So that was just a different flavor. So I like that one a lot. More better blues with Lewis King. I like that. Um, you know, that was why just, is that so late in the album? I wanted it to be my outro. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was kind of like. That was the record when Nip, no, Kobe passed. I was going to the stool and I was just like, Laker tripping, K. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a diehard Laker yeah. fan either, but um, I'm halfway. I, I just love Kobe as an athlete and being a former athlete mm-hmm. myself. You feel me? Like, I just liked him. And um, he passed. I was thinking about like Nip and his death. And I was just like, damn, like, this is deep. And then just a lot of the emotions I felt in my life at the time with my, adversity or going ups and down, through my ups and downs and stuff. I just put it on the record and um, my dude Lewis came by. We locked in and he was like, man, I, I, uh, I just want to hear what you've been playing. And I'm like, man, I want you on something. You know, let me know what you vibe with. And he heard, you know, the verse and he was just like, yo, like, I, I vibe with this. And he just wrote his verse right there in like 15 minutes and then we laid it down. And that was the first record I, I actually like Kind of produce, arrange, yeah, produce. Arrange, yeah. So yeah. I'm proud of you, nigga. Yeah, thank you, bro. I'm proud yeah. of you. Thank you. I've been more because during the R&B shit, I just was like thinking more about the ladies. And uh, the other song that stepped stood out to me was the 430s. That's my other seven. favorite one because I actually co-produced that with my dude wow, Cyrus bro. Redding. And my homegirl Casey came and just laid yeah. that down, and I was like, "Oh, this is it." Is that is that purposely? Do you make sure you have cuts for the ladies when you make songs like that? Do you make sure you're catering to women for a purpose, or is that how you just naturally feel? Oh, um, I'll just when you place them on the album. Oh, when I place them on the album, no, I just kind of go off the vibe of, okay. of the album. Like I don't really place them. You ain't trying to get no ass. On the low. You said what? You ain't trying to get no ass on the low I mean, for making it, it, that. No, I'm not on. It's going to come, but you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm just saying. I'll just put it like wherever, wherever it's vibing with you from. Say less. Yeah. 
the fucking floor is yours. Anything that we miss, bro, I just wanted to make sure I talked about your project. Yeah. I didn't know it was two, nigga. I thought you just yeah. had one. So Volume just, one is crazy, bro. It's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, I have to tap in, nigga. I, I heard yeah. the second one, so I can't yeah. see the, what you is it, sequel? The, you're going to hear the, the, prequel. Like, the, the difference when you, when you hear it. You're going to be like, okay, it makes sense. Break it down, man. The floor is yours. Whatever you want to say, please make sure you give your information. Man. It's Robin Harris Jr., a.k.a. The Kid Rob. Make sure y'all follow me at Robin Harris Jr. on all social media. Uh, shout out to everybody that's been involved with the Gravilla Project. Shout out my dog, Shoes Blair, Arrow J, Cyrus Redding. Um, AOE, shop AOE Global Brand. All of them is the movement. We're trying to get it all. Go out there and see the world and take your message global. AOE. That is episode 19 or 20? See y'all Wednesday. We doing two... Two days a week. I am too high. One blunt episode from now on. I'll see y'all later, man. Peace out.